This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 88, Living Life to the Fullest. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Hi there, Ms. Unstoppable. Okay, I am going to call it right now. This episode right here is going to be my favorite episode ever. Now, I know I say that from time to time here on the show, like, I love this episode, it's the best, but I mean it this time. And I haven't even recorded it yet. It's just, I love it so much because the strategy I'm going to teach you today has been life changing for me. And it's so simple. It's so easy. And I can't wait for you to use it in your life and to have extremely life changing results from it. So, gosh, where do we go from there? (laughs) I mean, this is going to be something that's going to potentially change your life. Like, let's just digest that for a minute and take that in because, you know, the strategy is one that I've used with my clients and I've used as a client myself from my very first coach. And um, it's one that I've fine-tuned over this past year. And I used it a few months ago. And then I used it again last night to prep for today's episode. And what I got from it has just lit me up in a whole new way. So please take the time to slow down and listen to this episode. I know I listen to a lot of podcasts on the go. I'm either walking or I'm driving. And, you know, like I I stop them here and there because maybe I get to my destination. The podcast isn't over. I'm walking and I'm paying attention to other things. And you're welcome to do that. But this exercise, again, is so big that I don't want you to miss a single second of what I'm going to tell you today. And it's really going to help if you slow down and really absorb what I tell you today, because it's one of those things where you need to disconnect. You need to go within, in essence, like listening to your own inner wisdom and your inner guidance. And you may not even know what that is wherever you are in your journey. But for my clients, I teach them all about this. So even if you're a client of mine, I want you to listen to this episode because it's going to take something we do in the coaching process and take it deeper. And I'm going to give you more stories to how this has changed my life. So, all right. The other thing I want to say, too, before we get into it is this is episode 88. And eight is my favorite number. It has been since I was a child. And I didn't even know what it represented. It's the infinity symbol, right? If you turn it sideways. 
And I just find it so funny that this episode that I'm deeming my favorite is on episode 88. It's just one of those synchronicities of the universe because it wasn't until I sat down and said, okay, I'm about to hit record. What episode number is this? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's 88. Like how crazy cool is that? The other thing is we are only 12 episodes away from hitting 100 episodes on this show. And get this, another synchronicity of the universe. So when I decided, I guess it was August, that I was going to do two episodes a month for September, October, November, December, and then we'd go back to one episode a month, or not month, one episode a week versus two episodes a week in January onward for 2021, I didn't know when we would hit 100 episodes. And so it was about a few weeks ago, I sat down and I was really looking at the episode numbers and I thought, okay, when are we going to hit 100? And get this, it's going to fall on my two-year anniversary of the podcast. Crazy, right? Like, how cool is that? You know, I teach my clients this concept called wins. If you listen to the podcast, you hear me talk about it all the time. But it's just talking about seeing little bitty things in your world as you know, ways to track your growth and your progress because our brain is always focusing on the problems and, you know, what's next that we need to solve in our world. And it's so great to just slow down, look at the winds and see how we're growing and changing every single day, even when we don't notice it, because most times it's little subtle changes. And one of those winds is synchronicities like this one, because I'm a big believer in the universe and it's supporting you. And when I see synchronicities like this, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. We live in a magical world. So anyways, going back to, we're about to hit episode 100 and we, meeting really me and my admin, Rachel, are working really hard behind the scenes to do something so fun for the 100th episode. And we're putting something together that's costing thousands of dollars and I tell you that because it's going to be such an amazing tool and resource for you. And if you're a client of mine, just get excited because you're going to get this resource delivered to you in the mail for a special Valentine's-ish gift from me. And um, if you're not a client of mine, you're going to have an opportunity to get this special gift on our 100th episode by just doing a simple activity. So just get ready. It's going to be such an amazing few episodes ahead. But this one, as I said, I am deeming my favorite. And it is about living life to your fullest potential, right? Isn't that what it's called? Let me double check. I'm questioning it now. Living life to the fullest, right? So first off, why is it so hard for us to live life to the fullest? Well, you've heard me probably talk about this on other podcasts, but society, the way it's teaching us is to live a pretty mediocre life. It's saying, you know, go to school, get good grades, then go to college or university or get a good job, and then you climb the ladder, and then you get married, and you have kids, and blah, 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 right? And what happens is that we think, okay, if we just follow these quote-unquote rules, then we're going to have a great life. And so we start, in essence, checking off the boxes, we make good grades. We go to school or maybe we don't go to school, but we start going to work. Then maybe we get married and we have kids and we realize like this isn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be. What am I doing wrong? I remember for me, I figured it out pretty quick. I was in my early 20s. I had deemed or I had gotten 
you know, this job right out of college that everyone deemed as, you know, quote unquote, great and awesome. I had a, you know, handsome on paper or in pictures partner. And um, I just kept thinking like, this is, this isn't it. Like there's gotta be more to life than this. And it just kept, I don't know, calling inside of me of something's got to change here. Something's got to be different. And I really thought I was crazy. I thought I was high maintenance. I thought there was something wrong with me to feel that way. And so then because I, I had that kind of, you know, yearning inside of me for more, I felt very restless and very stuck. And so then, you know, a lot of problems started to create my life because of that. And then, you know, I found coaching and the rest is history, right? And I learned how to live life to the fullest and how we were taught that these boxes just aren't the way to a deeply fulfilling life. So again, that's why we don't know how to live life to the fullest. And the way that we live life to the fullest is really going through and figuring out the things that are holding us back from living our most authentic self. So our most authentic self is the part of us that is who we really want to be without society's programming. It just happens to be that our brain, when we're children, are highly emotional. And so we build all these wires and these beliefs and we come out of childhood, which is things we have to clean up. And unless we go in and clean it up and like our mid-20s onward, then we're just kind of perpetuating these patterns and we have these beliefs that we just keep, you know, in essence, manifesting in our life time and time and time again. So I know most of you know that whole gist because I talk about it all the time, but I just want to make it clear in case you're new here that that's why we don't live life to the fullest. And so we have to go and clear those blocks. We have to figure out who we are on a deep level. And then we have to have the courage and have the skill in essence to make fast decisions and to get into something called massive action, where it's an aligned action and it's very peaceful and calming. And yet we're going after our goals and dreams in a very big way. So In essence, what I just described there is my nine-month simple success coaching process. That's what we do. So I am teaching my clients how to live life at the fullest. But again, what are we going to talk about today? How am I going to teach you right now how to do this? It's this exercise that is based off of another one that I've taught often, as I said, with clients. And I also teach it in my Accomplish Your Dreams training, which you recently heard here on the podcast. And it goes off the legacy exercise. And in that exercise, you are thinking about when you're when you've passed. And let me just say this: if you are somebody who has a lot of anxiety around death, or it's just it's just too much of a touchy subject for you, maybe you're mourning somebody. I would steer clear of this episode and come back to it later, okay? Because we're going to talk a lot about death today. So, anyways, the legacy exercise. So, what you're doing is you are in essence thinking about the end when you have passed. And you want to think about what kind of legacy did I create in this world? How did I make people feel? What did I do? What did I not do? And you want to get very, very clear on what that is, what your finish line is, and start to make sure you're living that now. And so it's just really important that you see that because otherwise we are presented with so many decisions every single day that we can easily get off track. And especially just being the person that we want to be, right? We can think, oh, let's put it off till later or, you know, certain things happen in our world. And again, we just come from this emotionally reactive place in our brain 
because unless we train it otherwise, that's how our brain is. And so in essence, we're coming from life in a childhood perspective until we train it otherwise. Because remember, what I just said is our childhood brain is so emotional that until we go in and clear out the crap from our childhood, even if it was little stuff, then we are in essence showing up as like this child version of us with all these wounds. Okay. So anyways, we're presented with these opportunities in these moments and we are reactive. And I know I used to be like this all the time, especially after I became a mother and I had a toddler and having a toddler sometimes is really hard. And I remember being triggered a lot. And I remember losing my temper at times and thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did this. I wish I didn't do this, but I didn't know how to stop it in the moment. And then this wave of guilt and shame would come over me. And I would just think, oh my gosh, you know, and then I would spin in the criticism and just beating myself up time and time again because of it. And I would feel horrible. And it would take me days, if not weeks, to pick myself back up and just feel better again. But it wasn't until I went through coaching and did something like this legacy exercise that I know in that moment, okay, how do I want to react to this? Because I've already planned out how I want to react to this by doing my legacy. I know how I want to show up as a mother. I know who I want to be. I know what I want to do and not do. And so in that moment, I can show up in a different way. And two, because I have, in essence, let go of or released all this childhood crap, I'm not as triggered. So it makes it easier. It's a twofold, right? Okay. So you're still following me, right? You're doing the legacy exercise. But here's another way to do this. And it's even more basic. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a story first. So when this whole coronavirus thing came out in March, 2020, it just seemed like to me, all I heard from the news was death, 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 death. And it shook me a little bit. And at first, you know, I kind of blew it off. And I think many of us did because we had heard from the news for at least a month about this whole coronavirus thing and how it was in China. And then it had gone to Italy and they had shut down. And I remember my husband, who is a more anxious person than I am, being like, hey, Lindsay, this is kind of a big deal. And I would listen and I would take in the feedback. And then I'd be like, you know what? The news is always like highly anxious. Like I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. And when it, you know, again, it, it, it got bigger and bigger. And when the U.S. started shutting down, I was like, holy shit, like this is a thing. Like this is a big deal, you know, never ever in, you know, a hundred years has the U.S. had something that's happened. And then it's global, like everywhere in the world is just shutting down. And the impact hit me. And again, all I kept hearing was death, 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 death. And it suddenly became every decision I was making when I left the house was this could be my death, meaning I could get coronavirus and die. Because to remember when it first came out, like we didn't know that much about it. And so, you know, it was like this foreign thing and we didn't know. I mean, how could this how could this impact us? Right. And so, again, it was like, OK, should I go to the grocery store? Or should I not? And should I do this or should I not? Because is it worth it? Is it worth me potentially dying by going to do this thing? And I spun in this for, gosh, two weeks-ish, I think. And I remember going to my husband and saying something along the lines of, you know, it just 
puts everything into perspective of what's worth it and what's not worth it anymore. And we started talking. I forget where the conversation went, but we got to this place where he initially told me, Lindsay, the risk has always been there. Any time you leave the house, you know, something could happen to you. Or even if you're at your home, you don't know when your last breath is going to be. You don't know when it's going to be your last day. You don't know what awaits you, in essence. And so I took this in on a whole new level. Of course, we all know this logically, right? We don't know when our last day will be. But it just seems like death was knocking on my front door, literally in so many ways, right? Because anytime we left the house, it was like, you know, these big sirens of death everywhere. And so I sat there and I remember laying in my bed and looking up at the ceiling. And I remember thinking, okay, if I die tomorrow, what am I going to regret on my deathbed? And it's like I just started going through my life and pictures. Almost like some people who have a near-death experience, they talk about this, how their life just does a quick flashback. And I started thinking, okay, how am I showing up as a mother? Great. Love that area. How am I showing up in this area of life? Happy there. And I started going through. And then all of a sudden, I got to my career. And again, I'm imagining I'm on my deathbed. And... I have died and I'm looking down at my body. And the one regret I had was, damn, I wish I would have done more with my business. Like, I am an amazing coach. I'm so good. And yet here I am diminishing that. I have been undercharging for years now. I sit here. I, at the time, was taking most of my calls, my master bedroom closet on the floor just because it was the quietest place in our house, I have been diminishing myself and my power. And and that's ridiculous. Like I give amazing transformation to people. It is something that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in somebody's life. Like I am one of the best healers in the world and not coming from a cocky place, but from a very grateful place of, I know the system for somebody to have a deeply fulfilling life. Why am I not putting it out there? Why am I not owning that? Not just from a, you know, coach perspective and a healer perspective, but a businesswoman perspective. And I remember turning to my husband and starting to just word vomit on him about all this. I was like, I'm done taking calls in the closet. I am done making sacrifices in my career. Like it is my time and I'm not going to do it anymore. And he's just like, okay, <laughs> like, I think he kind of thought he was the one holding me back. And I made that very clear. It's like, this isn't about you. It's me, in essence, talking to myself and what we call my inner mean girl or your inner mean girl and saying like, no more, quit it. It's time. Like, I don't want to have that regret on my deathbed. And that shook me. It woke me up in a really big way. And from that place, I started to make different decisions in my business And from that, I have now generated over $100,000 since that happened, which I believe was like the last week in March. And so, gosh, what is that? Like nine months, I've generated $100,000. And before that, I had generated like 70K in my business in six years. So I was not making money. 
I was giving a lot of great results. I was having a ton of fun. I was making a little money here and there, but it was just like, okay, you know, whatever. I'll get to that later. I'm going to be a mom now and do my thing. And yet here I am. I've done that just from sitting down and thinking, okay, I am dying tomorrow. What do I regret the most? And then acting on that. And it's just so amazing how that one little thing can create huge waves for you. Because now here I am nine months later at a completely different place in my business. I have this beautiful office outside of my home that I just sit in and think, wow, like I'm a business owner. I have contractors who I adore working with. Next year, I am going to be making more than my husband, not just gross, but net. I mean, this is going to be huge. And just to give you a side note, my husband makes good money. Like he makes multiple six figures. So this is like a big deal. Okay. And this all goes back to that one moment where again, I was thinking, okay, I'm dying tomorrow. Boom. What is it that I regret the most? So this is what I want you to do. I want you to slow down. I want you to take some deep breaths. And I really want you to picture it in your mind of you have died and you are looking down at your body and you're thinking, what did I miss? And letting that be something that ignites you and sparks something in you. If that means hiring a coach, be it me or somebody else, do it. You know, I was just reading a post from my business coach, Stacey Bayman, and she was talking about how she's always thinking about what we do in the coaching industry and how to describe it in essence. And she was talking about how her mother-in-law is always saying, oh, I want to get um, these VHS tapes to DVDs. And so Stacy for Christmas is giving her a service where she's going to be able to do that. She's like, it's just, it's so funny because she tells herself she doesn't have time for this, but I just easily figured out the solution for her. She's like, it's just like coaching. We tell our clients like all these things that you think are going to take too long and you're going to put on the back burner. Like I'm going to make that happen for you. I'm going to be the one that allows you to finally get this done. And I was like, that's freaking genius, Stacey. It's so true. It kills me when I hear people say, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, that's not the year for this. I'll do it later. Now, granted, we can only focus in on so much at one time, right? But that's why I love this exercise again, because the number one thing you regret on the deathbed, what is it? Boom. That's your focus. Get to work. And I think this is a great one to use right now if you're listening to this episode live or somewhat live, because 2021 is approaching us. And for a lot of people, that's when they really think about what are my goals this next year? What's going to be my overall focus? I love doing exercises like word of the year or phrase of the year. And we'll talk more about that on the podcast if that's totally new to you. But that will really allow you to hone in on, okay, what do I want to get done this next year? I encourage you to go all in on one big thing. For me this year, it was my business. And I didn't really figure that out until about March. So two, realize it doesn't have to be on January 1st. You have it all figured out. But you need to just continually be opening yourself up in a way where you're listening to, I call it like the world around you. In essence, like what are the messages I'm meant to hear? And then tuning into yourself of how am I going to interpret those messages? So again, if we go back to my story with the coronavirus stuff, all I was hearing was death, 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 death. That was the message I kept hearing. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. 
Like, how am I going to interpret this for myself? And that was, hey, Lindsay, you never know when you're going to die. So let's imagine it right now. And let's be very clear on what it is that you want to accomplish next so that you hone in there. And so I told you earlier in this podcast, I did this exercise again last night preparing for this episode. And I was again in my bed. It was dark. And I look up at the ceiling and I'm closing my eyes and I'm thinking, okay, tomorrow's my last day. I'm done. What do I regret? And I started having all these visions about my marriage and about my life. And suddenly, so many things became very clear on where I want to go next in my marriage. And I will tell you that sometimes when you have these visions, it may scare you a little bit. Because remember, what we're taught in society and by others as living a really deep, fulfilling life is not necessarily what's going to create that for us. So for me, you know, with my marriage, there are some things that it's like, it's, it's a little non-conventional. It's going against the norm. And you may be like, whoa, Lindsay, where are you going with this? I mean, it's, I need to obviously work things out on my end and get to a place personally before I can tell you everything because I'm still kind of digesting it myself. But it scared me a little bit. Then it also felt so amazing to finally just put it all in perspective of, okay, if this is the end, if I only have, you know, I kind of do it where I have like this vision where I think about tomorrow and I'm dying tomorrow. And then I think, okay, what if I had a year? I have a year left. And this isn't like you have a year left where you have some disease. It's like you have a year left, you're living your normal life, and then, you know, an accident or something takes you. But I said, okay, I have a year left. What do I want to do this next year? And again, it became very, very clear on where I want to go. And the parts that scared me, I then just went back to, okay, but if I'm potentially going to die in a year, that part doesn't seem so scary. Now, this is where it does get a little tricky, right? So for some people, if they have this vision of like, I'm going to go blow all my money, if I'm thinking I'm only going to live in the next year, that may not be the wisest choice, but it may show you of, hey, maybe I need to relax a little bit on how I'm spending. Maybe I need to have more fun in my life. You know, it just allows you again to see more clarity about where to go. Okay, so this exercise is very simple, but it is going to require you slowing down, listening to yourself. And for a lot of people who haven't done any kind of personal development or at least any personal development one-on-one with somebody, be it a coach or a therapist, instead you've just maybe read books or gone to workshops and things of that sort, this may be something that may be hard for you. You don't know how to tap into yourself. I meet women all the time that don't know it. They're just so conditioned by society to, you know, perform in a certain way, in essence, especially be a pupil pleaser. And here's what life has, you know, rolled out for me. I'm here to serve everybody else, which is great and fine. But then they're very, very unfulfilled. And so it's it's so important that you know how to go within yourself and say, what is right for me? This has been a journey for me, my friend. I did coaching in 2013. And I feel like I'm just at a place where I like deeply know myself. I deeply trust myself. 
I make decisions that feel so good to me and I make them quickly and with ease. And granted, I mess up from time to time. I'm not perfect. But when I do mess up, I own it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I learn from it. And then I get better and better and better. So I wish that for you, that you are able to tap into yourself. It is a fun, amazing place to be the most authentic version of you. It is incredible. That's what we're really all seeking here is to be that version of ourselves. That really is key, the key to living life as a fullest. Yeah. Because again, you can pull this whole, you know, death stuff in essence, but then you've got to have the courage to go out there and do it. And you've got to have the trust in yourself to know, okay, is that truly what I want? Because like I said, what I pulled last night with my marriage, I'm not questioning that. I would have many years ago. I would have been like, oh, because that those things that I pulled yesterday in my marriage were things that were always inside of me that I would hear from time to time. And then I would diminish it and be like, oh, no, no, no that's too weird. That's too different. I just need to go get married and, and you know, follow the steps. And now I'm learning is like, man, those were things that I wish I would have listened to earlier, but I'm not going to beat myself up for it. I'm just going to move forward in the way that I know and the deepest core of my being is where I need to go next. So I hope you love this episode. I know I do. It's powerful, my friend. Go use it and then see how it works in your life and know too, I'm help. I'm here to help you. <laughs> I get tongue-tied sometimes. I'm here to help you however you need it, be it if it's coaching or if you just want more help doing this exercise, we can do it on a free consult call. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash apply. The link's always in the show notes too. If you want to get on a call with me and we can do this call or this exercise together, I'm just going to warn you, consult calls are hard to come by these days. I am currently full in my client practice, which is crazy. I'm now booking out for 2021. Um, but I would still love to do this with you. I would be honored to do this with you. And even if you think, oh, I'm not going to sign up for coaching Lindsay for whatever reason, that's okay. I'm here to serve you. I would love to serve you in that way. And to know I have a free community, the link is always in the show notes, but it's lindsayepreston.com forward slash community. You can always go ask me questions there. But please don't just leave this exercise on the table. It's a good one. It's really, really good. And so go use it. And two, when you do use it, tell me how it changes you. Oh, I would love to hear it. All right. So that's it for today, my friend. Go out there, live life to your fullest, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're gonna accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60 minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, 
You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.